Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Starta. Stop talking and really take action. I am your host, Jordan Taylor, and today I am joined with me by my partial name twin, uh, <laughs> Jordana. And Jordana is a SEO consultant slash search engine marketer who I've had the privilege of consulting with and, and working with a little bit. And she's honestly super, super amazing. So Jordana, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for that great intro, Jordan, um, AKA my name twin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for people who may not know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Of course. So, um, like Jordan said, my name is Jordana and I'm an SEO consultant slash, um, overall marketer. And I've been in the SEO industry for um, just under four years now. So what I do is I help small to medium-sized businesses um, across a large variety of industries rank on search engines, uh, such as Google. I, I always mention Google because it holds 92% uh, market share of search engines. So um, us SEOs just usually talk about Google when we say search engines. It, it it is the behemoth of uh, of search engines. It's 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 the big dog, you know. Ninety two percent, yeah, that is <laughs> ninety two. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I I think it's super cool to to learn about um search engine stuff because it, it's it's such a big um undertaking for most people, right? Like. For me, like I know I'm big on the creating the content and um, creating my business strategies and tactics and, and that kind of stuff. But where I, I guess, struggle or where I find things challenging is, okay, cool. Now I have the thing, whether it's a, a product, a service, a piece of content, and now I'm trying to get it out to the world. But I know that SEO is a big thing, but I, I, it, it just feels very overwhelming, you know, and, and, and we've spoken about this before. So like, what would you say is the, the biggest hurdle that you hear people talking about and how you kind of tackle that? Yeah. So, um, like you mentioned, Jordan, the biggest hurdle is um, just the overall undertaking of SEO because there's so many ranking factors. So um, fun fact, there's over 200 um, ranking factors when it comes to your positioning within Google or other search engines. So um, it's kind of split into three categories. So there's on-page SEO, um, which are meta descriptions, alt tags, um, there's off-page SEO, which includes backlinks and other forms, and then there's technical SEO. So, you know, that's how are you setting up your website in the back end? So do you have the schema data that you need? Um, you know, do you have um, excess scripts that are, are kind of, you know, blocking the way for, for, for Google to read your site? So it's really about... Um, getting SEO from all ends so that Google can read your website seamlessly and they know what your content is talking about. So as a user, you may, you know, you build your website, you know what your website is about, but just remember that when a user is typing in a search query, looking for a product or a service, you're, you're competing against 
millions of websites out there, right? So Google is trying to get the best result possible for your search query. So you really have to make your um, SEO foundation super tight and then keep up with it on a monthly basis. Um, because it's just like anything, you know, if you're, if you're training for a marathon and you're just going to run it that one day, you're not going to perform. But if you're practicing, you know, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, then, you know, you're going to, you're going to be at the top tier when you go to run that race. So it's something that you really have to keep up with. And I think that's a huge hurdle because um, it is an investment in itself, right? You have to have um, you have to have a lot of content shooting out. You have to have the foundational work done. You have to have all your audits and keep an eye on your competitors. So it is a huge, huge, um, uh, industry to look at. Yeah. And, and I wanted to circle back to something you said, you said there are over, so did you say there's 200 like things to kind of take into consideration? Yeah. So, um, so they say there's over 200, of course, no one knows the actual number, um, mm -hmm. just because Google is such a beast. Right. So, um, you know, when, when they talk about a new Google, um, a new Google algorithm coming out, then, you know, there's little things that can affect your SEO. So for example, one of the recent updates, I think it was a few months ago, it said that Google can now understand your bolded text. So if you bold your text on a web page, Google understands that those words or that sentence is more important. So over that's the crazy. years, there's just more and more ways to optimize your site. So that's why, like, I don't even believe there's 200. I believe there's way more out there because every little thing um, can affect your ranking. Wow. That I, I didn't know about the bold thing. That's, that's kind of cool. It's very recent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure they're, you know, the, the Google gods are probably like constantly like reinventing, you know, how it all comes together and how it all kind of intertwines and, and, and what it crawls to be able to look at too. I'm sure. Um, like if, so if someone who's watching or listening to this is like, okay, where, where's the, where's the first thing I need to think about? Um, or, or sorry, what's the first thing I need to think about when trying to push something or, or does it depend on like what the something is? Yeah. So that's a really good question. So, um, that's why foundational SEO work is super important. Um, because you really have to, um, you have to really build your website um, on a two-sided front, right? So it's not just what you're trying to build yourself, right? Like you think people need help um, with business coaching, but what are people actually searching? So before you make your website and, you know, put a bunch of content out there about, um, you know, what are the next steps to make in your business or how to set up your business, you really need to know, okay, where am I targeting? Firstly, am I targeting the US, Canada, the world? Then now you know where you're targeting. Okay. What are people searching in those areas? Are they searching for a business coach or are they searching for, um, business consultants? So what's more popular. And then you, you do your analysis like that. Um, you know, that's the whole keyword research part of it, which is a huge, huge chunk, chunk of the SEO strategy. Um, because not only do you look at the um, you know, best performing keywords, 
but you also have to match that to your website content um, to match each page individually. So, um, you know, keywords, there's so many, um, there's a lot of different deciding factors on that. So the most popular are, you know, your search volume. So how many people are searching for this in a month? Um, what is the keyword difficulty score? Um, so they tell you, okay, this is 49 out of a hundred, you know, it's, it's pretty tough, but it's possible versus something that's a 79. Okay. You have a lot of competition out there. Like, you know, let's maybe look for another keyword. Um, so there's different metrics to keep an eye on. And then the more, um, you know, the more years you spend in SEO, the more you learn on, on which keywords to go for and, and how much you should niche it down to rank. Yeah. So it, it, it sounds like there's, there's layers because you not only have to think about like the, the main overall thing that you're doing, but then also SEO for your particular pages, for your particular posts, um, for, uh, and then for your particular niche as well. And there was a, there was a piece of content that I saw recently by Vanessa Lau. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she was talking about SEO improvements in Instagram, right? Obviously Instagram is going to be a totally different, uh, platform than Google, but it was one of these things where it, it, it was similar, where there's a tiered approach in that you have like your hashtags and your your hashtag would be like your your industry hashtag, right? Mm -hmm. So the example I think she used was photography and then you niche down, which is then like say wedding photography and then you do a post specific hashtag, which would be, um, uh, it'd be like, I, I don't know, like what type of camera to use for wedding videography, right? Or like, uh, you know, camera lens pairings, whatever. And but that thinking in like different tiers and different layers, um, but then also similar to Google, where like now Instagram can like crawl um, the caption of mm -hmm. a post, but then also crawl somehow crawl the actual content of the post itself, even if it's not even in the caption. And so if that's what Instagram can do and Instagram and Google's been around a lot longer than Instagram, I can only imagine what Google, Google can do. And it's, uh, it's just so crazy to think about how much, um, how much these algorithms can figure out. And then it's a matter of like, okay, how do I reverse engineer this yes, That's it to create that kind of like virality in, you know, uh, what it is that we're putting out, you know, as, as entrepreneurs or business owners or content creators, right? That's yeah, that's another good point. So it's all about reverse engineering, especially if, um, you know, a lot of clients that, um, that I end up working with, they already have a website, right? They, they've been in business for years. They have a site, they want to start on SEO now, but then that's when you're going to reverse engineer the whole thing because they already have their web pages. They already have their words they want to target. So then I have to kind of figure out how to puzzle piece that backwards. And, you know, um, because not all of them want to create a new website off the bat, right? Like some you get of lucky course. with and, you know, they're, they're willing to redo their whole website and restart all the content, but others just don't have the budget, which is totally fair. So you have to learn to work with different types of businesses who have different, um, levels of resources. Yeah. And the, 
the kind of work that you do, are you more so working with individuals, with bigger brands, uh, all the above? Like, like, where do you find yourself like really kind of getting your hands dirty the most? And what, what kind of, um, I guess, industries? Yeah. So industries, I, I work in a mix, to be honest. It's, um, you know, I have some, uh, let's say I have clients in uh, architectural design or interior design. Then I have some um, in, in e-commerce or in the tech space selling software. So um, I like to, you know, dip my hands in, in different places just because um, it, it's interesting to me to learn about different businesses because I'm so entrepreneurial and I just find it interesting. And for SEO, it's, it's something that you can apply across different industries because mm-hmm. you're using the same tools, the same tactics, the same strategies. Um, it, it's just working with the, either the business owner or the marketing team themselves to get their knowledge on the business side. And then I share my knowledge on um, the SEO or um, search engine marketing side so that we work together for the same goal. Awesome. So it's it's really about... Um, like un- I, I guess kind of like uncovering those needs and then being able to try to tick those boxes, so to speak. Exactly. Cause it's all working with their website, right? So they all have a website. So that's, um, and then I work with them on their website, whether it's on page, off page or technical. Um, and the first step in anything is, is to do a really in-depth SEO audit And then from there, um, I analyze what needs to be fixed. And then I work on the SEO um, foundation. So basically the site architecture of of their website. And then we go from there. So I I break it down into different packages, depending on, you know, what the business needs or what their resources are so that they're able to keep up month, month to month and see results. Awesome. That it, and does that set um, often end up being a, like a large, uh, undertaking for you, or has it gotten to the point where you are able to kind of just do it almost on autopilot? Right. Um, it really depends on what stage you're at. So when it comes to the initial SEO setup, um, that Mm -hmm. does take a lot of mental work, um, and deep work. So whenever I'm ready to sign a new client, um, I make sure they know, you know, this, this takes an entire month to do the setup, um, the research and analysis, because I need enough time to have, you know, enough deep work sessions to get a good strategy underway. And then, even, even month two, sometimes we're still fixing the issues that have popped up on their website, um, that I saw doing the audit. And then after that, it's pretty, you know, self-explanatory. Um, it's mostly working on the same issues month to month, you know, making sure they're pushing out content, doing their Google, my business posting, uh, checking Google search console for any technical errors. So, um, to answer your questions, the first few months are very, very, um, heavy, but then, you know, they get, a, they get a bit lighter. You're still doing the same work month to month, but, um, you know, it's kind of like upkeep at that point. Yeah. You start to kind of find that rhythm, I guess. Right. Yeah. But you're, you're always like updating the strategy too. So if they go into another, um, if they expand into another city or market, then, you know, you want to get those new landing pages out there. Um, so a lot of the times you do end up changing the strategy based off their business needs. 
Gotcha. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and are finding it valuable. If you're curious on how to create content like this or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Now, let's get back to the rest of this episode. The other thing I wanted to ask, too, is this was something that I, well, I, I still do in in my business, like here on Starto, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if somebody's watching this, either as a podcast episode or, uh, or a YouTube video, I know both of those uh, now are crawlable by Google, which is great. Um, but what I also did, um, or I, sorry, also what I do is I create blog posts for my most, mm-hmm. I guess, juicy pieces of content. And I'm wondering, does like how powerful is utilizing blog posts of uh, of pieces of content? So like, let's say, for example, I have a YouTube video or a podcast episode or a Instagram post or whatever. Right. How important, uh, if at all, is taking that piece of content or taking something that I'm trying to push and putting that into a blog format as it pertains to like how, how how important is that for SEO purposes? Right. So for that question, I would say how useful is that piece of content? So mm-hmm. if that content is going to answer a lot of questions that people have, then I think it's very useful because Google is all about user experience. They're always trying to improve it. So if a lot of people are searching for that query or um, you know, um, on a certain subject, they want more information. If your blog is good enough and, you know, just a bit better than everyone else's on the web, then it's very useful. Um, but, but to that point, it's, so YouTube is a huge opportunity. So people like looking at videos, they want the visual, they want the audio, they want everything because they want to be as engaged as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so YouTube, I would say, is still your your best friend when it comes to that. And because the competition is much lower, because less people, less amount of people are willing to take the time to create a great video. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, on that note, the more places you put out your content, the better, because you know the internet is is like a web, right? It, it's a web. So the more yeah. places you have that content the more authority is given to you from Google. And, and, and I guess that's kind of when you get into things like uh, maybe like backlinks and, and, and that kind of thing as well. Correct. Yeah. So, so the more places that have your link, um, the better, because then Google says, okay, look at you, you're getting, you're getting more popular now, right? You're on a, hmm. You're on a Spotify playlist, you're on um, medium.com, you're on YouTube. So the more places you are present on, the better. Gotcha. And 
the the other thing I kind of wanted to like migrate into because this is the part that I think you and I were speaking about maybe it was a couple months ago and this is the thing that really kind of got me excited and the thing that I find most curious um, or, or or the thing that I'm most curious about um, hearing from your experience so how did how did you get into actually doing SEO work like is this something you did like schooling for is it something you kind of like happened into or like 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 what did the journey look like for you to kind of get to where you are yes <laughs> it was a fun journey <laughs> I bet um, <laughs> so I I didn't actually take SEO in school I know now they have um some certificates here and there but I did go to school for marketing at um uh, at Western in London, Ontario. And, um, and then, you know, I remember it was really hard to find a job, um, after school. So I did a lot of research cause I knew I'd have to differentiate myself, um, you know, and find some kind of niche. So <laughs> I actually went into, um, an indigo one day and mm-hmm. <laughs> I just went through like the book section of like marketing and found a book called SEO for dummies. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And like, like I'm such a curious person. So I'm like, Ooh, I've never heard of this. Like, what is it? And then I started looking into it and I'm like, this is so cool. Like, you know, I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this or getting into it. So I see a big opportunity. Um, and the fact that it's so, it's so multidimensional. So there's so much you need to learn and you'll never stop learning because there's new things coming out all the time. And that's how my brain works. If, you know, if the learning curve stops, I stop. So the fact that you can go forever with this is, um, it just works well with my mind. Um, and then I ended up getting a job in like a part-time job in social media. And that company was specializing in SEO at the time. Um, they didn't have any positions available, but, um, I'm super persistent. So I just pushed my way into a position, um, and then was an SEO account manager. So from then on, I just, I just fell in love with the complexity of the industry as a whole. So, so you're kind of like, uh, like you're kind of self-taught in the ways of SEO. Yeah. So they give you a little, you know, they give you an outline. Like I, I worked at an agency, right? So it's very fast paced. You, you basically yeah. just learn by yourself. Um, but it gives you the opportunity to learn with real clients, right? So right. it's scary at first. Um, cause you know, you have to give them results and you're like, how am I going to like tell Google what to do? You know? Um, but, but once you gain confidence and momentum and you see that your, your work is actually paying off for the clients, um, then you're even more encouraged to learn and motivated, right? Cause you you just see what you can do. Um, so yeah, so I, I, every day I would listen to, you know, search engine podcasts or YouTube videos. Cause I knew I wanted to work for myself. Um, and, and just, you know, if you have that consistency and, um, and, and you're able to learn and, and, you know, make progress in the industry, then it, it worked out. So yeah. I'm and, pretty grateful. and, and, and now you've made the shift from like, you know, working at that agency, working at a company to then being able to kind of do this all for yourself as, as well. Like, like in the sense of like, you now have like an SEO consulting slash execution 
business that mm-hmm. you're able to kind of run from wherever, <laughs> wherever in the world. You know, this is a whole other tangent we could go off because because you're because you're out of the country right now because you're able to work from wherever. Exactly. Yeah, it really worked out because I love to um, explore and just be free. So, you know, um, I I really enjoy working for myself and and helping businesses. Um, And as you travel or live your life, um, it's going to work out right because you you need to get results for the clients no matter what. So um, as long as you're, you're just putting in the work every day, you know, most times I'm working on weekends anyways. Um, so it, it's just about putting in the work and being consistent and then people just come to you. So to be honest, all of my, all of my clients have come to me by referral, uh, besides the first mm. two. Um, so I have no marketing for myself, um, you know, no outreach or anything because, it's just when you do the work, it speaks for itself. Right. And everyone knows a business who can use SEO, especially during, you know, when the pandemic happened, everyone was rushing to get their business online and get it optimized. So, um, that was also a blessing for me. Um, you know, not so much the world, um, but, um, yeah. you know, it had, <laughs> yeah, not so much the world, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Cause a lot of businesses, got the push and they know that now they need to be online. And it, I think that's so interesting that um, you've been able to grow what you do to a point where you're able to kind of live that, you know, digital nomad life um, just via word of mouth and referrals and, and everything. Like in the fact that like you don't have marketing, you don't have outreach, um, and arguably you're not even using the seo strategies to even push your own business is so like like mind-boggling to me and i guess it's like the like i guess i just wonder like how like how does how does that play into what you want to be able to do with this business that you have um, longer term, like scale, like what does, what does scaling look like for you? Is it, is it still going off of these word of mouth referrals or is it like shifting into the marketing or outreach or creating content, uh, about SEO? What does that look like for you? Right. So, um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because, um, recently, um, you know, I, I kind of made a, a deal with myself and I said, look, if, if you still, love this after a year and you know you're growing you're up you have a certain goal either financially or um, the number of clients then you can make a website and you know start doing marketing for yourself so i'm i'm almost at that year mark so i um i started in may of last year so a couple months ago i started building the website and um you know growing my team so I have a couple of people that work for me, mostly in, um, you know, the content writing space, because that's not my specialty. I don't write. Um, I just know how to optimize it and strategize. So the goal is to expand into, um, so I started a, a boutique agency recently called SEO cafe, uh, which yes. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about. Um, it just fits my lifestyle. I like working at different cafes all over the world. Um, and I love doing SEO. So 
the goal is um, by the end of the year to, you know, start the marketing, um, obviously do SEO for myself and start um, a content a content marketing strategy because there's so many opportunities, you know, for me to be on TikTok, YouTube, um, you know, on podcasts like this. Um, it's just, I wanted to make sure that I had everything set up, you know, to a T, um, before mm -hmm. I go on and start doing this because I, I didn't want to, you know, ignore my clients or, um, put myself first. So, I know that my clients are giving me this opportunity and freedom to live the life I want. So I, I was trying to focus on them. Um, you know, most put most of my work into that. So now I'm ready to start expanding, um, and building out the team a bit more. Yeah. Cause I think, um, the fact that like, like the fact that you're kind of at that transitional point is like super, super, super exciting um like just to think about but it's that balance of like okay how do i serve the people who've helped get me here but then also how can i scale this so that i can continue this kind of like nomad lifestyle and not not necessarily remove myself from it but be able to like just scale it upwards and and it sounds like you have kind of your plan that you're you're slowly putting in place and and hopefully this podcast is a is a piece of content that you know can be part of that for you um and uh like like i know typically when when i do these it, it takes uh some sometimes it takes a few weeks or even uh, a couple of times it's taken a couple months uh, <laughs> for the content to actually you know hit the airwaves as it were um but yeah, no, for like that, that's it's it's interesting because I found myself in a similar position where or or I've been in a similar position where it was like I was trying to service those video editing clients that I had, but then also trying to create other streams of revenue for like the business overall to then be able to scale what the business is, even though I still have like my say like five people that I'm kind of servicing from there and it's a it's a very interesting balancing act balancing act but i know um i definitely know what you mean where it's like okay i want to have my system set up so yes. then when i hit the ground running i know i have an idea of what i'm doing uh the 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 thing i always find troubling or not troubling but uh interesting is finding that balance of having a a general plan or trajectory but then also being flexible enough um to be able to kind of change on the fly and then also just starting you know and and just taking that first leap because otherwise it for me like i i get stuck in the strategizing phase you know yes. and that's been like my whole mantra of even like why i started uh, start a right stop talking and really take action because I spend so much time in the talking and strategizing phase which is very important but that taking action is 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 the most uh the most important because strategizing is only as good as the action you take based on it right that's a really great topic <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think a lot of people um need to hear that a bit more often so you know, for anyone listening to this podcast, please take what Jordan said um, and keep reminding yourself that because you are so on the ball with that. Um, strategizing is 
very fun. A lot of people love doing it. Um, but you're right. It's, if you're not going to act on it, then you're not, you're not doing anything right. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you're working for no result basically. So, um, I totally understand what you mean by just doing it. And, um, you know, I can relate because for a while I was, you know, thinking about doing it on my own. I kept thinking and, and making plans. And then when you do it, you ended up, you end up changing your whole strategy anyways, because exactly. Yeah. You need to do it and you need to see the response you're getting or, um, you know, the results you're getting to be able to tweak that strategy. So you know, every it's ever changing, right? You're never going to have it set up so perfectly that you're not doing anything. So, um, it's, it is really about finding the balance. And I think it's, it's more so finding about, you know, what your, um, specific niche is. So what's super important that you can only do. Um, so if it's strategizing, if it's operations, if it's executing, so, um, mine is, the strategy and the deep work. So I know now that's what I'm doing hundred percent. And then, you know, I can give the tasks like the menial tasks, or if something is going to take me a long time and it's basically just, um, you know, input or data entry that I need. Yeah. That busy work. Yeah. So you kind of, you learn to get, give the busy work away and you still have to review it after, of course, but, um, it's really focusing on what's necessary and what's the most important aspect of your industry so that everything else you can just optimize. Yeah. And and I think that's the, that's the hard part uh, I find, especially too, for um, most entrepreneurs where it's like when you're, when you're first kind of dipping your toes into something, it's you're, you're kind of doing everything right? Like you have to do all the stuff um, until you're able to, like you said, kind of offload those more like mundane tasks to other people. Um, So, and and it sounds like, like you're doing a really great job at being able to kind of like find that balance um, before like really just hitting, you know, the, the full gas pedal on, uh, on, on your business. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that I think, uh, ironically, I think we're both in kind of like a similar stage of just like, okay, there's some tasks I can kind of offload here, but I still need to kind of have some semblance of a system put in place before I just start pumping stuff into it. It's just, just that balancing act. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's the hardest place to be, but the most exciting as well, right? Because it's a point of change and growth. So yeah. And, and again, kudos to you because you're able to, you know, travel the world already at, at the stage that you're at, which is, which is amazing. Um, what, what's been other than the traveling, what's been the most, uh, fulfilling part for you on, on this journey you've been on the last, you know, just under a year. Mm, most fulfilling so many things um i would have to say just uh, just seeing your your dreams and you know your manifestation come to life so you know traveling so fun and and you get to you know live an adventurous life but I think it's when you stop and reflect on everything it, it's realizing that okay like i built this by myself mm. um you know i like Uh, I got my clients because I, I earned it and, you know, I provided value to them. So they recommended me to someone else. So I think it's just sitting with that because, um, 
I find that, you know, life moves so fast that you just keep going to the next goal and you never appreciate that. Okay. You worked so hard and you deserve this. Right. Um, so I think that's the most fulfilling thing just to know that, you know, you work so hard to create something and it's actually working for you. Um, because so many times you fail, right? Like I've tried to start businesses before and you know, they've been flops or fails. So, uh, it's just nice that this one has been, you know, it, it grew really fast. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you were, you were fully, uh, prepared for the, the, the rate at which it was growing or did it kind of like throw you off a little bit? Um, I don't think you're ever prepared cause you don't know what to expect, but yeah. I just know that like whatever's thrown at me and I, I know you're like this as well, whatever's thrown at you, you, you just get done and you know, you're going to do it right. Like as long as you trust yourself, if a client needs something or, or there's a product project, that's such a good opportunity. I don't care what I have going on. Like I'm going to make time for it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can always figure it out. You just have to like really put your head down and, uh, and, and get in the grind mode. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really excited to see like, you know, when, when SEO cafe launches or if the name changes, whatever it is, you know, (laughs) once, once it launches, um, if, if people want to engage with you or, or hire you or, or just reach out to you, have a conversation, um, to be able to, you know, help them with whether it's SEO or, um, kind of making that transition that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, what is the, what is the best way to get in touch with you? For sure. So right now, um, the best way would be, uh, via email. So you can reach out to me at hello at seocafe.ca. Um, pretty simple. Uh, and -hmm. then also if you just want to, you know, start up a casual conversation, um, I really like Instagram DMS. I don't know why I'm just, you know, I'm just a visual person. Yeah. Quick and easy. So my Instagram handle is Jordana underscore Abbott ball, um, a B I T B O L. I'm sure Jordan can link it in there, but, um, I will have an SEO cafe Instagram soon. Again, that's part of the, uh, the expansion plan. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So anybody and everybody listening, make sure to uh, give Jordana a follow and then also feel free to slide into her DMs because she's open to that. (laughs) LinkedIn. (laughs) LinkedIn, too. That's a that's a whole other thing, like yet another place to to be to be putting out content that that that's a place I got to I got to start utilizing more. But uh, Jordan, th- thanks so much for coming on the podcast and just chatting with me. This has been like super cool. Um, we, we, we had a whole, uh, I don't know what hour long conversation the last time we spoke and we were just like, we should hit record next time we talk. So yeah. this is amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Um, it was fun to actually, you know, um, record record um a session with you this time because i know last time we had some really great combos i think it was actually two hours long so it was, oh, <laughs> there wow. was a lot even, of, even there longer was a lot of, yeah so um thank you so much i'm really grateful for you um to have me on your podcast and um thank you for all the listeners out there i hope you follow me and um we can uh, we can have a coffee soon
Amazing. Awesome. And I'm going to wrap this up because the sun is about to just burn me over here. So <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to another episode of Starta. I'm your host, Jordan Taylor. See you later.